Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Episode 149, you're listening to the one and only Sportive. I'm your host, Brandon. With me tonight, John. Hi, John. Hey, Poochie. How's it going? Oh, you know. It's going all right. Stu. Hi, Stu. Hey, guys. Uh, how's it going? God, you sell it. God, you sell that. I know. So no Clarence Swamp Town tonight. We, uh, we are, really? We're what un- happened? We're unaware of his whereabouts. We just know that he is not going to be here. It's the only thing. All we wrong. know for sure is that he's not here. Well, is he at the hockey tournament? He's probably at the hockey tournament. <laughs> he might he might be in jail after punching someone from Breck, Breck or Blake school. I yeah. can't remember which one is in the 1A tournament. but Pretty sure it's Breck. <sighs> That's a shame. Breck, it's time. It's time to get out of Class 1A and to play with teams from other towns your size. You're not fooling anybody. Get out of there. Are they always Isn't good? The, Isn't that what people say to Hermantown, though, instead of Breck? I, you know, it's stupid because this is an old man opinion, but at this point, just go to one class for hockey again. Oh, come on. Come, come on, right John. the fuck on, John. You're going <laughs> to unleash a hot take like that right out of the gates? It's, I mean, it's a total old man opinion, but it's just so annoying to see these private schools and Hermantown, which basically is a Duluth All-Star team, too, and just... <sighs> Make them all play in 2A. Forget it. How many classes are there right now? Just two of them? There are two, yeah. And how many high school programs have shuttered or combined with other schools recently? Aren't there like 11 hockey programs left total? Yeah, it's it's basically down to 16 teams, and they all play in the state tournament. So, so Hermantown has been amazing for at least a decade. Is that right? Correct. And then who else? Who are the other lower, like Benilde? Are they? They were really good and used to be in the lower. Yep. Is Benilde in 2A now? They might be in 2A now. Like St. Thomas Academy took a beating for about eight or nine years because they made the they made the Class 1A title game and won it most years every time. And so they finally started playing up to 2A, and that actually helped a lot because now they're not in the tournament every year. This exact conversation is the origin story of Rand cheapening cheapening it, right? Possibly. Um, 
I think it I was. A, I thought that was a football thing, but it was. I it thought was, it was a football thing too. No, I but mean, it was like, related to classes. It, it was, was classes. He was asked the Tino football Tino coach Grace, guy yeah. why he didn't move up a class. He said, "I don't know why you feel the need to cheapen it." Yep. Yeah, that's so, correct. So same subject, different sport. So, John, you're cheapening it. Is that what's going happening here? I'm absolutely. Cheapening <laughs> you are cheapening it. it. You're pulling a rand on us. I. I. Uh, you know, there's there's teams out there in outstate Minnesota that really do need a Class 1A. But there's not that many of them, and they're all going to drop hockey in six years anyway because they won't be able to afford it. So forget it. Legitimately, if you had to guess from one decade ago, what percentage of high school hockey teams have folded? Is it like a 10%? From 2006, no, I would say there have probably only been ten or twelve that have folded over the past decade. So they're all they've all just been high profile, or, or yeah, but there's just not that many of them. There's just not that many hockey teams to begin with. Oh, okay. So it's not like everybody used to have one, and now some of them do. It was always a little bit specialized, yeah, and now it's just becoming it's, more so. It's like if you look in Minnesota and you draw a line that runs from Moorhead down to the cities along I-94 and then down through Mankato along 169. South and west of that line, there are like two hockey teams. It's Marshall and Laverne, and I think maybe Sleepy Eye still has a team, and that's it. Yeah, I think that that sounds right. So that's a huge chunk of the state that does not have any hockey. And and even Sleepy Eye plays on grass, which is weird. <laughs> it's actually a field hockey team. It really is. It's strange. Shin guards are just new- newspapers taped to their Pretty legs. Much, yeah. And actually, if you look west of St. Cloud, it's like there's not that many teams in the northwest part of the state yeah. either. Roseau and Warroad and Moorhead are pretty much it. So. Oh, and, and, and Thief River Falls. And Thief River and East Grand Forks. All right, we're up to five, but still. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's all backcountry anyway, so, you know, who gives a shit? Other, other than the Twin Cities and the Iron Range and a couple of teams down in Rochester and Mankato, there really is not much for hockey in Minnesota. So, And it was funny, Pat Roycey wrote a blog post, or maybe it was even in the paper, about the old backdoor to the state tournament, which was basically an outgrowth of there weren't enough teams, so an extra team from the Iron Range and an extra team from the cities would make the state tournament every year just because there weren't enough to fill out some of the sections that were in the old state setup. So it's not a new thing that there are enough hockey teams in the state. There just aren't enough. And when they split them into two classes, while it was more fair for the smaller teams who got a chance to play in state and stuff, it also further diluted the number of teams in the state. So if you could look into the future 20 years, what do you think high school hockey looks like? Um... Roseau still has it, Warroad still has it, Moorhead still has it, and then it's just an Adina House team. <laughs> an Adina House League playing. Okay. Those are the only four places that have hockey left because only Adina can still afford it, and Roseau and Warroad won't let it die because they want to beat the crap out of each other, and Moorhead doesn't have anything better to do. So there's like 75 kids who play high school hockey in the future. Exactly. And they're all competing to be in a dyno. And like 40 of them make the NHL. Yeah, for sure. Huh. All right. So can you give me a breakdown of who I should be rooting for and rooting against this year? Well, if you're like me, 
you're rooting entirely based on Classic. whether which yeah which school is farther from the Minneapolis St. Paul area. Yep. And if they're both in the area, which one has more of a reputation as a collection of K heaters? Yep. Precisely. So that's my way of determining it. I don't know about you. Yeah, that's perfect. I don't like rich people and I don't like successful people. Exactly. So the poorer and worse you are, the more I'm rooting for you in high school hockey. Yeah. See, you understand. Of course. I get it. So who are my teams then? Let's see. Um, I would have said, I guess Thief River Falls can be your team. They're pretty far from the Metro. Okay. I honestly couldn't tell you which direction from the Metro Thief River Falls. Northwest, Brandon. Northwest. Yeah, you go, uh, you go past like the last Zorbas in the state, and then you go about an hour past that, and then you're My in God. Falls. That's a that's a haul. Yeah, yes. you can you can pee on Canada from Thief River Falls. So could so would. The, the Class A semifinals are going to be Thief River Falls, a couple of private schools at Hermantown. So okay, Thief River Falls is your winner there. TRF baby. On the double on the double A side, I don't know Grand Rapids. Sure. They've got uniforms like pumpkins. And there's a Zorba's nearby there, too. Yeah, and they're out of the metro area. So there you go. Grand Rapids is your team. Three River Falls and Grand Rapids. And they're both going to go down pretty pretty badly, right? Three River Falls won today. Okay. All right. You can tell so, I'm really up on my high school hockey. Chip in a chair, John. Chip in a chair. Chip chair and a chance. That's right. Okay. Uh, all right. That's good. I feel like that sums up high school hockey. I, I don't. Yeah, I think so. I think we did great. Yeah, we launched into a topic before I could even get into what topics we'd be discussing today. So uh, I'm proud. I'm proud that we managed to extend the high school hockey talk this long without Clarence saying that everybody from Apple Valley has a developmental disability of some kind. Are they good at hockey again? Apple Valley? I don't know. I feel like after Westrum was there, they just shut the program down. <laughs> they they played that 25 overtime game against Duluth East and then they just killed the Apple Valley program because that was enough. That's sort of like a, I guess for a certain age for me at least, like you don't really forget where you were watching that game mm-hmm. I was at a sleepover at the friend's house and after the first overtime we are like, ah oh, fuck this and we put in the movie Friday and then we got done and the game was still going so we watched the last <laughs> part of it we for like 5 minutes and then they scored it maybe, was big- maybe it was Mallrats I watched one of those two movies every day for three straight years. <laughs> wow. There was, there was a big article today, just today, on that game, and it interviewed a bunch of the guys that played in that game, and then there was a picture in the paper of a bunch of these guys holding up their state tournament trophy and stuff, and all of these guys were incredibly old, and it was like, oh, man, that means I also am incredibly old because I remember that game. And I remember the big deal, and those people are only four years older than I am. So was it 95? 96. 96, right. So Stu was on to his third job and had four kids by then. Yep. No, that's 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 not true. Almost discharged, <laughs> dishonorably discharged from the military. Yep. Again. Stu's 12, 12 years in the Marines were rough, but... No. He was out in the early 90s. So. Couldn't quite I make was knocking on doors year. for Dole Kemp, as you know. That's what I was doing in 1996. <laughs> it was Dole Kemp, is that right? I didn't remember that. 1996 was Dole Kemp. You remember Apple Valley Duluth East, but not who ran for president in 1996? 
I did remember Bob Dole, obviously, but I didn't. I yeah. didn't remember the running. I forgot that twenty. I I didn't even remember Romney's running mate like that. You know, when you don't get to be president, who nobody gives a shit who your potential vice president, unless it's Sarah Palin. No one's going to forget that for a long time. But besides that, I mean, yeah. most of the others is like, I don't fucking know. Like who Bill was Lieberman? running with was John Kerry? Was Kerry um, and Lieberman? John Kerry was uh, John Edwards. Yeah, it was John. Uh, good old John Edwards. Good old John Edwards, family man. man. Good time, Johnny Edwards. Jesus Christ, what a piece of shit that guy is. Total yeah. pure garbage. Do we have any idea what happened to him? I don't I don't recommend any of us um, looking it up. A but maybe out of wedlock and his wife died. That's pretty much, you know, just a scumbag. I don't think those two things were necessarily related, but No, you know. No, but he was I, a scumbag. I, I see no reason to give that fuckhead the benefit of the doubt. No, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, he's given Gingrich a run for his money in terms of terrible as far as oh yeah, husband. as far as garbage person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yep. Anyway, what's what? That's a good segue because I thought we would spend most of this time talking about Super Tuesday results. Yep. <laughs> probably break it down by district if we can. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's the last thing I want to talk about. Let's talk about something better handled than the caucus. And by that, I mean the Gopher men's basketball program. Oof. Not a good week for the Gopher men's basketball program. Just when you think. It's Not sort of, a good week at all. It's like that uh, Harry Dunn quote. Just when I think you couldn't get any dumber, <laughs> you go and pull a stunt like this. Okay, so can either Except of you... Then the next part of that is, and totally redeem yourself, which is not what the Gopher basketball team did. No. Well, maybe. You don't know. Maybe they redeem themselves. No. Um... They won't. Um, so I feel like I'm becoming a broken record, and I apologize. Uh, I feel like every week I'm just basically asking you to catch me up on what actually has been happening because I've been pretty busy. But this is another example. So if I have it straight, a couple guys in the team had an orgy, and then they needed to share the video of that orgy publicly? Yeah, on Twitter. Which is where you share your videos of your homemade sex tapes. Right. I mean, you could. I use that Snapchat for that pretty exclusively. Yeah, that's, that's more of a Snapchat thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When, you take this, when you take this video and then it says complete, do you want to share this to Twitter? And you're like, yeah, sure. I think Twitter needs to know about this. There needs to be some sort of... Twitter should invent something where it's like, we have detected there's a dong in your video. <laughs> Are you? We have detected you gotta make you're a member of the Gopher sure basketball team. You want to send this dong video out and be like, no, no, no. You should have to enter your iPhone password a couple times or something. Yep. But that doesn't exist yet. Dude, so for a while, Google had an awesome mail extension that during certain periods in which you were likely to be drunk, you had to do a simple math problem in order to get your email out <laughs> to keep you to keep you from drunk emailing your ex girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, do I have that right, though? Honestly, I, I just sort of been getting bits and pieces. It's there's, but there's three guys that got suspended. Were all three of them starring in the video? Uh, the news reports seem to indicate only one of them was in the video. And then he had a couple uh, yeah, fluffers. I, I, only one of the guys is in the video, according to sources close to gopherhole dot com. Okay, okay. But I, I don't know which one it was, John. I can't remember which one the the protagonist of this latest drama is. Uh, I think Dorsey. I think there Dorsey was the... It wasn't Bugs. 
it was it was Dorsey, I believe. It wasn't Squirrel either. It was Dorsey. Yeah, it wasn't Squirrel. He already got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> what Squirrel do? <laughs> what Squirrel do? Oh Christ! These so, guys are good at Twitter. This guy, yeah, this uh, man. I don't even. I mean, it was already bad as far as the season goes, and then you just add this on top of everything else, and I mean, it's not Patino's fault that this happened, but uh, boy, these are all his recruits, aren't? Are they not his recruits? Yeah, these are all guys that Patino brought to the university. So, do you think this has got him closer to being fired, or is it just he was already going to get another year anyway, so it doesn't really affect it too much? Strangely, losing almost all of his games wasn't getting him any closer to being fired. So this somehow is worse. Okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Somehow he found a way for his team to plumb even further depths than losing yes. almost every one of their Big Ten games. They're not yeah, only terrible which they're, absolutely, they're absolutely getting flattened by Wisconsin as we speak, I believe. Just destroyed. Well, that's great. Rent asunder. Forty-nine to thirty. Yep. If, uh, we can do our live update, which which uh, sounds about right. People love getting live updates from us and a recorded. Which podcast. they do. So not only are they the best, bad at basketball, they're also terrible humans. The best well, part, the, the part that I really enjoyed of this whole thing, was the first. The first place this really got out was, as Stu mentioned, on a goforall.com forum thread. And the entire first page was people who were like, oh, yeah, I saw it, but don't let this get out. We've got to protect the Gopher basketball team. Why would you want to protect the Gopher basketball team? (sighs) I just... It's insane to me that people are like, oh, if we keep it under wraps, I'm sure this video that was posted on a publicly available website will not get out in any way. I had friends who were going to boycott the Pioneer Press when George Dorman broke the story about the Clem Haskins gangle scandal. Oh, dear. Because they love go for basketball that much. It's just a reaction. You know, I I think in the long view, they'll like, oh, wait a minute. That's a really that's a really bad angle to take. But yeah, I, I don't get that reaction to the story at all. It just my main reaction is I don't even know where to put this in the long 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 string of gophers basketball scandals i mean if you're if you're a curator of basketball scandals the university of minnesota men's program is a rich tapestry of just stupidity we're talking college sports so it's already a really high bar yeah but my god this is probably behind the cheating scandal and it's probably behind the rape incident in madison and it's probably behind uh, the Gopher Ohio State. Well, uh, Ohio State was filled with racists, though. So can you blame them for beating the crap out of them? Well, you know what? It's nice to see anybody with the last name Witty get punched. I'm not yeah. no idea. Um, so that's arguable. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's see. This is more just uh, being a dumbass. <laughs> this is... Yeah, I mean, I, this isn't I like mean, a long we, we, we don't know scandal. This is just a consensual act and all that stuff. I mean, obviously, if it comes out that it wasn't, or one of the girls was a minor, or something, oh, that, that changes everything. Become, right now, there's I'm a whole thinking, other level of badness. Then I've got it right now on a level of consenting adults, kids being 
dumbasses level. Yeah. If it becomes yeah. criminal, then it then it launches then it, itself it's up it's to the very yeah. tip top. Well, then it's stratospheric. But and yeah, then, and then Patino's definitely it's over. Well, it wasn't wasn't it about a year ago that one of the players got thrown off the team for some kind of domestic assault? I think that's right. Sport so says yes. I guess which is worse, sex tapes or beating your girlfriend? Beating your girlfriend is your a million times John, worse. I'm gonna go. I know that's a controversial stand to take, but uh, <laughs> I know. I know, but beating your but, girlfriend uh, or having so sex. So what I'm saying is, we've already managed to put this into second place <laughs> in the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. This. Sh- you're right. It should be at number one. Just. For just most in programs, the era, this is not the most scandalous thing that's happened. Calendar year, there's already, and then number three is now Squirrel. Now Squirrel's already down the number three. <laughs> He's Squirrel, already in the third place stand. Yeah. It's not right. We don't even Last know what Squirrel week, did. Already been forgotten. I know. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a good program. I still will never under understand how this has gone so poorly for Patino. We talked about it before, but. He's got a real smart dad. He's worked his ass off. And how is it just this bad? I, I, it's it's very confusing to me. It must be a much harder sport to coach and recruit than I'm giving it credit for. I mean, I thought it was hard, but not this difficult. So Not quite this bad. No, no. I mean, no. It's, uh, John, you're, the, you're our gopher historian. Has it been darker than this recently? For gopher basketball? Yeah. <sighs> I mean, they're... They've never been this bad. They've this has got to be it, right? I, I always hate to feel matches. sort of hyperbolic about, oh, right, whatever's happening right now is the worst ever, but this feels they like were, a real valley. They were real bad right before Dan Monson got fired. It's about like that. They lost to Duluth and Winona State, I think, that year. Like in exhibition games, so that was pretty bad too. But it wasn't near this bad. I feel like in and I again potentially rose-colored nostalgia glasses. There were more than like nine people at those games, though, right? That's yeah. true. There's seriously, there's just nobody there anymore. No, Why you can't even go? Yeah, you can't pin it on Barry Alvarez either. I mean, John might try, but it's not Barry Alvarez's oh, fault. I guarantee he's been trying. Mental gymnastics yeah. for months now, trying to pin this on Alvarez and Bo Ryan somehow. I went to my caucus site last night and introduced a resolution that Barry Alvarez be arrested at the border, and everyone looked at me like I was a crazy person. So more education is still required. I'm going to keep beating that drum until next year I go, and we can get that into... Probably the platforms of every major party and some of the minor ones, including the three or four that are dedicated to pot. Yeah. I think they probably parties. to arrest, arrest Barry Alvarez at the border. So what are what are the restrictions on resolutions you can propose during the caucus? Um, if you're willing to keep talking, I don't think anyone's allowed to stop you. My coworker was at hers and somebody brought up like, we need to stop Ticketmaster fees. That's a good one. I'm, I'm on board. But it's less important than arresting Barry Alvarez. <laughs> what the hell does that have to, 
I, I just don't understand the what are the components here? You're just basically saying everything that's annoying you, you bring up, and it's like the area yes. of grievances. Yes. Cool. I should yeah, go. I mean, yeah. I, 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 buy, I bought Barry Manilow tickets for my wife, and I. My wife. My wife for her for our anniversary, and she um, those Ticketmaster charges to see Barry fucking Manilow are pretty pretty <laughs> severe. What? Uh, Barry Manilow. Where is this taking place? Uh, the XL. It's his last tour. <laughs> is he dying? Yeah, he's had like three <laughs> different surgeries in the last five years. So yeah, actually, this one, this way, unlike you know how Motley Crue has had six final shows in St. Paul. Yeah, last, it's our like, final one months. until we schedule the next one. Exactly, it's the final one on our, on our schedule. Barry's probably not. I'm. I'm. No offense to any um, immediate family of Barry listening to this podcast. I don't know that he's much longer for this world. Ooh, so yikes! And why is he touring? Very yikes! Because uh, he's Barry Manilow. He's a, he's a pro's pro, John. He writes this song right that, up until he's uh, dead. Con- I don't know. What is the what is? The- and again, my and my wife was named after the song Mandy, so it's you know very meaningful to her to go see him. She came to you without taking. Correct. So she wants to see him before he he passes. Is Barry Manilow one of those guys where you think you don't know any of his songs, and you go to the concert and you realize you know all of them? Is he in that you, class of people? One hundred percent. Exactly. It's like putting on ABBA's greatest hits, and you realize you know all of the songs <laughs> on ABBA's greatest hits. Barry Manilow is the exact same way. Okay. Or the Scorpions. Or the like, Scorpions. oh, they were a one hit wonder, and then you look and you're like, wow, the oh, seven yeah. best songs yeah. in history were written by the Scorpions. Wow! Wow! That is a hot take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, that's the kind of thing you realize. Oh, boy. Ugh. I just so anyway, feel... yes, I'm taking my wife to a Barry Manilow concert and those Ticketmaster fees. I, I, I agree with your caucus-going friend that they need to be stopped. Yeah, Change so... the caucus to a primary and then have Sunday liquor sales... And then have the people who are fighting about parking at the soccer stadium fight in the middle of a field somewhere, winner take all. And then will they um, be parking at the field? Um, no, there will not be parking at the field. You have well, and I'm not going by streetcar. Dang it! I have to wait for streetcars to be reinvented and then take one. To well, the they still have the, they probably like have the old track still. Like they're probably just paved over, so they just got to get down. You know, get rid of the get rid of the asphalt. Yeah, get down to the easy. original cobblestones and rails it's easy enough to do seems He's got the old u of m streetcar path is kind of a nice walk through the woods it really is all right good talk about nice walks through the woods here mm-hmm. that's what our podcast is for mm-hmm. uh, stew stew you're a lot older than i am will there ever come a time <laughs> when i when i stop laughing at the word caucus like mm-hmm. just snickering a little bit to myself no it's it's a funny word that funny people say. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, you guys don't want to bitch about go for basketball anymore, do you? No, Not really. Okay, do you guys want to bitch about some other sports? Sure. That's what we do. Yeah, I want to bring back the segment uh, about the Minnesota Twins entitled "What Are We Angry About This Week." Um, uh, Park struck out three times a day. I'm angry about that. Yeah, we had an actual spring train, a complete spring training game, and uh, Byung-ho Park struck out three times. But uh, we, uh, Jorge Polanco, hit a dinger. George, 
and um, and Miguel Sano didn't have a single ball hit to him in the outfield, so he played well. Mistake free, John. Do you have a complaint about Tyler Duffy you'd like to air? Well, I don't have a complaint about Tyler Duffy so much as a confusion about Tyler Duffy because the guy made ten starts. Stewart, you all right there? Sorry, I my I'm I'm having my next to last hop slam and I swallowed wrong. Sorry. I have a cough button on this thing. I should probably use it. You've had we already lost slam. Clarence tonight. I don't want to lose Stu. I think you've had enough hop slam when you forget how to swallow. <laughs> You're just pouring it into your mouth and hoping it drains down your throat. Just lying on your so side, good, pouring though. it into your ear. It's so good. Get in there. It is good. Um, it's very good. So Tyler Duffy, mm-hmm. he he made ten starts last year, and I'd say six of them were pretty good starts. And he had pretty good minor league numbers, not blow you away minor league numbers, but he struck out seven, eight guys for nine innings, and so. You look at him and you think, yeah, hey, he might be fine. He throws a lot of curveballs. Let's see what he does. And an Uncle Charlie. He's got an Uncle Charlie, John. So he, he so I don't quite understand why all of a sudden he's a genuine lock for the Twins rotation this year. He seems like a very fourth, fifth starter kind of guy, doesn't he? Well, you can say that about their whole rotation, pretty much, John. Well, that's true, but he's more fourth, fifth starter. He seems like Cole DeVries. You know what I mean? He does feel DeVries-ish. The year before, 2014, I have his actual statistics pulled up. He was in high A, double A, and triple A, and his FIP in order was 2.9, 4.1, and 5.1. So we're really talking about one year. I know he's still young, which is good news. How old is he? Is he like 27 young or 24 young? I think he's 24. Well, that's a good sign, I guess. Yeah, but then again, I thought uh, Andy Albers was 21. We were talking about him, and he was legitimately like 36 years old. So I'm definitely not the person to ask when I I got Andy Albers, a 14-year minor league veteran. And I thought Uh, Duffy's 25. Duffy just turned 25 over the winter. Yeah, so so thank you for not believing me, because that yeah, makes sense. Um, um, I'm proud of you, but he still doesn't seem like necessarily the guy you want to just write down for 34 automatic starts this year. No, um, he should be. He's had one good season, not great season, but a well, good season. It wasn't even a season; it was a third of a season. I'm, but I'm also looking at his double A and triple A. He was really good in both stops as well. So he's like he's had one good legitimate season as a pitcher. As a young guy, he should be the guy fighting for the fifth spot out of spring training. And if he's amazing, then he gets it. Otherwise, you know, he should be like the the thirty five percent chance to make it as a starter now, this year. I want to be clear. I want to be clear that I'm not saying that I would rather have Tommy Malone or Ricky Nolasco in that spot because that's what I'd I'm rather not. I'd rather not have either one of those in the starting rotation. Well, that's who you'd have if you don't have Duffy there, though. Uh, what about May? Is there any? Is there literally no chance Trevor May comes back into the starting rotation? Did they uh, sign someone into the bullpen here in the last five months? No, but why can't they okay, just put Nolasco no, into the bull, into the bullpen then? I mean, he's that'd terrible. Be that'd be great. He's a sunk cost, so just find yeah. out find a role for him. In a perfect world, I feel like 
Barrios would be in the rotation and Trevor May, probably Kyle Gibson, Irvin Santana, Phil Hughes. There's your five. I agree. Not going to happen at the at least to start out. It's not going to happen. Wait, what are your five? No, but uh, who did I just say? I'm going to try to say Santana Z, Maisie, Gibby, and Bariosi. Yes, yes, that would be the ideal. I agree. Ain't going to happen. Not going to happen. And honestly, it won't happen all year because May is going to be in the bullpen all year, unless like unless a lot of those guys we just said get racked by injuries. And they have more pressing needs at starter than they do in the bullpen. Which they probably will have a number of injuries. It's just Well, yeah, just, that's just how it goes. But, yeah. I mean, they have a ton of depth at starting pitching right now. I mean, it may not be ideal depth, but it is depth. Yeah, they have but, a bunch of starting pitchers who could pitch in the majors. Yeah. It's just not all of them are probably good enough to be major league pitchers. They've or, got... Like I said, fourth, they're fourth and fifth starters. There's not yeah. a top line guy there yet. Hughes is a legit number four starter, Santana's legit number five starter, and then everybody else is a five and a half. Except for Brios. He's a number one and a number two. Combined. Combined into one dominant pitcher, right? He should be... Well, a one and two combined is, is a three if my math works out, so... Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring that up, but... Mm. My point of view on young pitchers is... Every young pitcher's arm is going to blow out, so we need to take mm-hmm. advantage of his arm before that happens. I think I think Barrios should be I, – I'm with you guys, like opening day pitcher. Like, let's just use him. Just use him until yep. the elbow blows out, and then we'll uh, we'll wait for two years. Then hope for him to in 2019 back. he'll be available as yep. a crafty, you know, guy who changes speeds and gets people out with, yep. like, you know. It's the corners. Throw so the ball, catch the ball. Fangraphs has Hughes is our number one guy, Santana, Gibson, Duffy, Nolasco. Woof. Yeah. Are we believers in Giddy? Are we believing that he's going to be great this year? Because he was really sort of average the last couple of years, like I, mediocre to average. I mean, I think if you think he's going to be great, you're an insane person. Yeah, I don't know where you see greatness there. Like we said, third. I mean, maybe. Brown. At best, at best, to number three, I think is Gibson's ceiling. His... <laughs> the funny thing is, the Twins' rotation was so terrible for so long, and included so many guys who had like five point seven ERAs. That Gibson went out there and put up like a four point two ERA, and everyone was like, "Yeah, see, hey, he's good, he's fine." Forgetting that the American League average is down to like three point one or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, that's the key. Is that's not even that that impressive anymore. So yeah, I mean they went from they went from historically bad to just kind of mediocre last year, and surprise, surprise, they were above five hundred. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see the list of the odds or the the over under for number of wins in the in in the major leagues this year? I've never seen anything like it. It's incredible. It was it was. So there, if you go down the list from most wins to fewest wins for these over-unders, the top, I think it was the top seven teams and the bottom six teams were all in the National League. <laughs> Basically, there's going to be seven good teams and seven terrible teams in the National League, and then Pittsburgh somewhere in the middle. Yeah, And then all bunched within 10 wins is the entire American League. 
Wow. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the teams that were good last year did not get a whole lot better, right? I mm-hmm. mean, the Astros and the Blue Jays, I mean, I'm sure there are a few others as well, but they had good seasons, but they were a little bit out of nowhere to begin with, so it's not like people, I think, like this is a dominant thing that you can see happen again. Um, so, yeah, there's no real front runner at all. I don't even know. I, I didn't have a chance to look at the Vegas odds of who the front runner is to get to the World Series from the American League, but you're going to have pretty long odds for every one of them. It's an absolute uh, crapshoot at this point. It should be interesting. Basically, yeah, there should be seven tiebreakers in the AL pennant race, whereas the NL pennant races will be decided by May 1st. Mm-hmm. It's really the question is like if, if the Cubs are going to be a wild card or if the Cardinals are going to be the wild card. That's really yep. yeah. Yeah. Yes. John, are you angry about anything else about the Twins? Uh, not yet. I don't think so. I mean, I'll be angry if Buxton isn't in center field on opening day, but he started today, so. I think I'll probably be angry long term about Miguel Sano playing in the outfield. If that's a long-term... Well, even if he gets pulled immediately, we can be angry for a long time about just the thought. Just the thought process that led them to put a 275-pound man in the outfield because they couldn't think of any other possible way to go about this. What has been... I don't read a whole lot of the actual beat writer articles. What has been their justification? Is it is it purely just, we think he'll be fine? Like, we think he's going to be good out there? It has uh, it's been a combination of, oh, we can't move Trevor Plouffe. He was amazing. And, oh, we think Sano can really do the job out in right field there. Right. And it's internally, been a combination of blind optimism and overvaluing what Trevor Plouffe brings to the table. Okay, yeah, exactly. It's the old hope instead of it's, yeah. hope is not a strategy that we talk about every single week. It's like when Ron Gardenhire wouldn't platoon guys because he wanted them to know their role, even though platooning guys is a role. He's like, oh, I just I, I want to have the same guy on right field every day. Well, number one, Ron, you don't because you started 25 different right fielders this year. And number two, if you tell them that you're not going to start if there's a left-handed pitcher on the mound, I think they'll probably be able to wrap their tiny little minds around that. Yeah, like Jock Jones is coming to the clubhouse. I'm like, what? You got me playing today? I was sitting yesterday. What the fuck's going on? I can't, what's, expect, what's I can't perform here? in these conditions. Insane. <sighs> I know baseball players are dumb. I am a baseball player. We are stupid and we enjoy our routines, but I don't think that should be the most important aspect of your job. You should be trying to put the best team out there. And, you know, I say all this, but Ron Gardner won, like, 27 division titles, so he probably knows much better than me about managing a baseball team. But Yeah, yeah. He's not so far gone that I can't still complain about him. And, heck, I, I'm the guy who ran it for 14 straight minutes about Glenn Mason, who hasn't coached a Gopher football team in a decade, so. Yeah, that was you. Yep, my anger never happened. dissipates. We recorded that, didn't we? Oh, fuck, did we? I think we can put it online. Son of a bitch. I, I can never let anything go. Ugh, this is why I'm taking vacation time. days next week to go and egg Brian Falls. To go house. see if Luther Darville is still alive and throw eggs at his car. Yeah. 
Has <sighs> Gardenhire gotten a new job yet, or is he just uh, hanging out on his lawn no, chair, waving at neighbors? Just driving his RV around the country, finding America. Just scratch-offs every day. Yeah. He's going to roll a strike in all 35 remaining bowling alleys in the United States. Mm-hmm. Is bowling dead? Is that what you just said? Is that, is that another thing? I don't ever? know. Was bowling ever alive? It probably the, became they're building, less fun. They're not building could... a lot of new lanes, I don't think. And people yeah, aren't just clearly... going out and just smoking heaters indoors anymore. And that was probably half the allure of bowling. It's a real yeah, shame. Yeah, the allure of hair vapes. Ooh, I'd love to see that photo. I have more yeah. trouble imagining that Ron Gardenhire doesn't vape. I was. Uh, I just can't picture that smoking. I was at a bachelor party a couple weeks ago, and one of my one of my buddies that I met there was vaping all weekend long. Just is the first time I've ever seen a person in that I know vaping. It's interesting. It's a lifestyle choice. It Did is. he have like the flavors? Yeah, he had some flavors. I don't know which ones they were, but uh, yeah. He was he caught... trying to convert other people to vaping? No, he was. He would kind of just like turn around and do it a little bit. He said it was like his adult pacifier. So, huh. wasn't super into it. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. With that, should we talk about the Minnesota Wild? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I brought up uh, in the wake of the Yo firing and the hiring of renegade cop John Torchetti as the new head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, we've now had a couple of weeks for that to shake out. And I was going to ask. What, what were you going to ask, Stu? John and Clint with a. Oh, Stu's cutting out a little bit for me. We lost Stu. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Now it's now it's down to me and Brandon to carry the hockey talk. This is trouble. Fuck, fuck. Uh, so Brandon, what do you think I'm of that here. new third line? You know, I'm yeah. just so happy that the uh, that the Minnesota Wild and their poor feelings have were so hurt that they now have somebody that that believes in them and trusts them and hasn't given up on them and they can actually go and be adults and do their job again. I mean, I'm so proud that they've been able to overcome the adversity of having a shitty boss that everybody else in the country has to deal with every fucking day of their lives. So, yeah, I'm not exactly rooting for the Wild this year. In the immortal words of Drew Carey, oh, you don't like your job? There's a support group for that. It's called Everyone. They meet at the bar. <laughs> yeah. 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 I know I don't know the whole story behind it. Maybe Yo was an absolute tyrannical whatever, but... I just see what I see, and I am choosing to negatively judge them in order to feel morally superior. That's fair. That's my right as an American. It is. So I'm going to judge them for the rest of the year, and I'm just going to tease them for being such babies, even though I have no idea if that's true or not. Is it because Clarence likes uh, hates Mike Yo, and you like he likes to tease you about millennials? I do in a little bit, and I think it's really hilarious. Well, not hilarious, but I just think it's the oddest defense of, like, it's human nature. Like, there's a lot of things that are human nature that aren't okay. You know, like, well, it's human nature to get mad at your boss and to try less hard. It's like, maybe, but they still should be made fun of if that's actually what happened. And again, I don't know if that's what happened, but I've chosen to believe it in order to feel better. 
about myself. That's More fine on. by me. Yeah, thanks. It's fun. It's a Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Lifestyle choice, as like, it's like vaping as a sports fan. I just <laughs> leaned into it. Um, but yeah, so they won a lot in a row and they lost a lot in a row and now they've <laughs> sorted, sort of. Well, or, before they won a lot in a row, they lost a lot, a lot in a row. Right, right, right. And then they won some in a row and then they lost some in a row and now they're winning some in a row again. And we just described all of hockey. And they are now in the playoffs and they have the same amount of points as Colorado, but have three more games to play, which is Fantastic. One, one more game to play, Vic. God damn it, hockey reference. Hans. <laughs> Hans. That's our friend who runs ho- or used to run hockey reference and doesn't anymore. <laughs> who hasn't just, run hockey reference for many years. Like so. three years, but he was around. He, I mean, he's closer to it than any at the rest of us, so I'm just going to have exactly. to yell at him. He's in Philadelphia right now with the rest of the sports reference staff. So I saw that he was at a Sixers game. He's trusting the process tonight. <laughs> if he's listening, I'd just like to say that the the Sixers are terrible, and also whoever runs Hockey Reference and he should have to fight. Yes, exactly. So, John, let me get back to what my okay. choice for how I've decided to negatively judge the Wild. We know where Clarence stands on this. Where do you stand on your feelings on? overcoming you or or whatever that whole situation was well um I, as somebody texted to me the day they fired yo if the cavaliers had quit on david blatt and gotten him fired in the same way the wild quit on yo and got him fired you could easily walk to the sun but just by stacking up the hot takes oh my god oh no the world would, would been, be the entire world would still be on fire. Mm-hmm. Skip Bayless would be ahead in the Republican polling, <laughs> just purely on the strength of his takes about <laughs> LeBron quitting on David Blatt. What would the so the energy level again? I didn't see the game the last few games before Yell got fired. Can you equate the energy level? To a basketball, would it just be like they walked it up the court a couple times and got an eight-second delay because they didn't even get it across half court, or they never dove after a loose ball, or what was it? What was it like? If you can equate that for me, compare it. All right, um, the energy level in the sixteen games leading up to Yo's firing 
was like the first three quarters of a meaningless midseason NBA game. And their tempo in the last couple of games under Torchetti is like the last four minutes of said NBA game. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. They're, they're, yes. Okay. Under Torchetti. Yes. Under uh, retiring yes. cop. Under Torchetti. Last... Yeah. They're playing one the six minutes of an NBA game that matter. And I mean, in for a game that doesn't actually matter, like, the Timberwolves playing... Who are the Timberwolves playing tonight? The Wizards? The Wizards, Like, the yes. Timberwolves playing the Wizards at the start of March when both teams just want the season to be over. Yes. Like, okay. that kind of tempo for three quarters was the Wild under Yo, and then the last couple of minutes when the score is close and everybody's just trying to pull it out and things are frenetic, that's their pace under Torchetti. That's what it feels like. Yikes. And ha- they have been scoring a lot more, right? Or was that just the first couple of games? No, that, that's right. They, they've finally gotten, a few guys seem to have gotten on track. Specifically, um, they put Eric Hall on a line with Nino Niederreiter and uh, Jason Pominville. And yes. suddenly, so and suddenly all three of those guys are scoring every single night. And then you add in Charlie Coyle, who scores every single game. And that's pretty much their whole offense right now. Uh, Miko Koivu is still worthless. Um, so nobody can save him. I I feel like you could put Wayne Gretzky on one wing and Mark Messier on the other one, and Koivu would still just be not scoring ever. That ain't it's good. That kind of he he just has that kind of look about him. The other, the other game, I was tweeting back and forth with Clarence about this, but. He was wide open in between the face-off circles, and instead of shooting from this wide-open spot, he chose to try to pass to Groundland for a slap shot from the goal line, which, even if there was no goaltender in the net and no one else in the rink, had maybe a 12% chance of going in. And, of course, Groundland being Groundland, he whiffed on it, but it just was... Bad hockey. I don't... It's just bad hockey. It wasn't firewagon hockey. Not even close to fire wagon hockey. Which is the best kind. Which is the only kind of hockey in my book. But I, that's all I care about. It's just like Jack Eichel and Connor McDavid and let's go, right? Just get the get the wagons on fire. Goddamn right. Fire them up. I'm impressed too. There were one, two in the NHL draft last year, John. Even I know that. I'd like to congratulate Stu for naming two hockey players who were not on the Minnesota Wild. Well... It's just you always underestimate me, John, and it hurts sometimes. <laughs> Yager, Ovechkin, I have two now as well. All right, good job, guys. We can be done talking hockey now. That's fine. Uh, it, so I don't know if it was on this podcast, but I feel like as recently as two weeks ago, there were people who were like, let's just tank this season because it's worthless and they're just stuck in in no man's land but they're still sort of there right i mean right now they're a they're an 8 seed and that's probably what they'll end up being so yeah basically the entire western conference playoff race is coming down to the wild or the avalanche for the second wild card cuz the <laughs> three of the better teams in hockey are also in the central division and then nashville pretty kind of quietly has won five games in a row and is seven points ahead of the Wild. you got to watch out for the Preds, John. You know that. Yeah. So they were, 
they were sort of surprising that they were good last year, and this year they struggled for a long time, but they're finally raving the ships. So they seem to be they're like I said, they're seven points ahead of the Wild. So I'm not sure the Wild are catching them. And then on the other side of Minnesota and Colorado, who are who are tied, um, is a bunch of Pacific de- Division teams that are all terrible. So it's basically down to the Wild and the Avalanche for the last wild card. Which, well, whoever gets in plays Chicago, and we'll get boat raced. Is that correct? That's not correct, Stu. Oh, really? This is actually a benefit because the second wild card that comes out of the Central, and both of them will come out of the Central this year, if, whether it's the Wild or the Avalanche, that team gets to play in the Pacific Division playoffs with teams that are not nearly so good as Chicago, Dallas, and St. Louis. So I, I think we said at the start of the season that getting the second wild card might be the best thing that could happen to the Wild because it means that they won't lose to the Blackhawks in the second round of the playoffs. Oh, now cool. they so might, they'll lose to a whole new team. Yeah, they might lose to the Kings in the first round, but at least it won't be the Blackhawks. And it might be a competitive series compared to... Yeah, compared Wild to every time yeah. the Wild play the Blackhawks. Yeah. Oh, last year was going to be the years too. I still I know optimistic about it. Yep, never be optimistic, John. You know that. Remember how we had a podcast where all of us were in the same place, and Aaron Gleeman correctly predicted they'd get swept. Yep, Mister Puck, Mister Aaron Gleeman's Mister Puck. So we're happy about the turnaround but we're still in no man's land and there's no there's no way in the foreseeable future to see the wild becoming amazing well the important thing that they can do now is they can not knock patrick wild of the playoffs and that's important that's huge i mean that's like almost as good as a cup that's important to america so first they can do that and then they can maybe get into the playoffs and make some noise America's spoilers. America's wah disappointers. Yep. Is Torchetti American? Uh, boy, he's got a Boston accent, so he must. I know, but he could be from the Maritimes. Hmm. He's got to be American. I'm going to go ahead and say he's American, and I'll okay. work on looking it up here. Yep, he's from Boston. Well, there you go. Yo was Canadian. I hope you know that. Yo was Canadian, and that's why he wasn't right for America. Right. Is he going to be doing like TV announcing? Do they still have TV announcing for hockey? He'll be on Hockey Night in Canada or whatever the fuck that thing is called up there. And it's, is it still that? Like ironing Don Cherry's jackets or something? I don't know. <laughs> right. Right. Good for him. He must be hey, very works, sad. You know? He's got to be a, a, an incredibly unhappy person right now, seeing the turnaround. John, can you give us a soccer update? Uh, yeah, Minnesota United went to Portland last week. They played three MLS teams. They had high hopes of making a splash and making a statement. And The problem was that all these MLS teams had been in preseason practice for like six weeks, and Minnesota had been for like three days. So they went out there and they got absolutely slaughtered. They lost four nothing to Portland, then they lost four nothing to Chicago, and then they lost three to one to Vancouver. And I think the highlight of the whole thing was defender Kevin Venegas, who got sent off in the first of those games for a stupid thing that he did, 
which meant he was suspended for the second one. So he came back into the starting lineup for the third one and got sent off in that one too. That's an amazing week right there when you get two red cards and do nothing else of note in three games. So he's basically the Clarence Swamptown of soccer. Yeah, he also refuses to talk to the media for reasons no one can possibly fathom. Definitely the Clarence Swamptown of soccer. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So that's not great, so, John. It's not a it wasn't update. a great week. It no. was not a great week for Minnesota in the soccer world. But it's important to note that while the MLS teams start their seasons this week, Minnesota doesn't start till the first weekend in April, so they've got a while to write the ship. Is that an excuse? Hello. Uh, Sure, we can call that an excuse. They're just not ready. They're not in game shape. Well, they're not in game shape. They did also, and I'm sure this was partially an outgrowth of not being engaged, very slow in defense. They have a number of very old defenders, and I'm a little concerned about their ability to cope with any team that has any sort of speed up front. Would you say this is on Durkee, or uh, was this on Jordan, maybe? I mean, Durkee's not helping. Uh, there's no way Durkee's helping. I think there's a chance that if Durkee was to get on the field, he'd be their fastest central defender were he to play in central defense. So let's get him back on there. Okay. Listeners, we're talking about PR director Eric Durkee, who's our friend. Who's been on the podcast a couple of times. Been on the podcast at least twice. Yep. He's a hell of a guy. get him back on the podcast soon. Absolute mensch. Yep. And (laughs) have him on so him and Clarence can yell about parking. That's a great idea, John. Do you want to talk about parking? We need to have more hot takes. I could give a shit about parking. I just want to see people stop yelling about it. I, I don't think I don't understand that people are yelling about it because even I I seem to be on the pro parking anti bus side, which is a little strange to me. But I I don't I'm not asking them to build a parking ramp, and I'm not asking them to build all sorts of surface parking spots somewhere. Just tell everyone where you're going to have people park at the stadium because there's not an obvious parking lot like there is currently for the game. That's all I'm saying. Didn't Quarstad or somebody write a thing about it at Northern Pitch? Yeah, they did. Uh, there was a there. There was an explainer. Yeah, on Northern Pitch did about satisfactorily, oh, uh, satisfactorily explain the parking situation. Um, they made a point which it was Brian Quarstad and Alex Schieferdecker who are both very plugged into all this city stuff and the infrastructure sides, and they they both pointed out that there are a ton of parking spots in the area which is a different thing from places that you're going to be able to park. Because I I don't think that... And it's not up to the Northern Pitch guys or even the team at this point to properly assign where parking spots are going to be. It just... It went from... It went from people saying, well, yeah, but where are you going to park? There's not a lot of parking in the area. And if you have to drive a car in and out of the area, it's kind of a nightmare. And then... Some people seem to just take that as an opportunity to start throwing flames about, well, you should take the bus to the game anyway. Why don't you take the bus to the game? Everybody takes the the light rail to the game. And okay, but there's not a lot of good places. It's just, it's a very strange discussion. And they're going from a place in Plain where they have a huge dedicated parking lot where everybody can park and tailgate and it's super fun to a place in the city where that's not true. 
So I don't understand why these concerns are being poo-pooed at this point. But we're a long way off. The St. Paul City Council approved the the stadium plan tonight, which means they can go to the legislature and get the whole thing approved and start putting shovels in the ground, and that's the most important thing. Can you remind me, the is it 2018? Uh, twenty uh, Stadium 2018, I think MLS will probably be 2017. Okay, okay. So... How do you think this will compare to Saints games in terms of, like, the old Saints games for parking? Well, the old Saints games were a parking nightmare. They were bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this will be much better than that. I don't even remember thinking about it. Maybe I was just too stupid when I would go to games. I was like, I don't know, just drive near the stadium and see what happens. I remember going to a Saints game that for some reason was very well attended and parking about two miles down energy park drive <laughs> yeah <laughs> like getting out of the car and not even being able to see the lights on the field because we were so far away and just walking for about the first two innings of the game to get to a saints game and then we got there and we had a couple beers and it was like what well, we didn't even want to be here in the first place so we left in the seventh inning yeah yeah i remember that about the game of not actually being there very much I, the Saints are such a weird case because they have such a very, they have an incredibly nice stadium and it's fun to go there. And I can sit there and I watch an entire nine innings, nine innings of a baseball game and I walk out of the stadium and before I even get to the car, I can't tell you the final score. I can't tell you if anyone hit a home run. I can't tell you one single thing that happened during the game. It's just, um, it's self-erasing. I don't know why that is. People just love sitting and having a beer outside. It's like having your patio open for a bar. It's just, it's you know, up. that's what it is. Yeah. Boy, that would have been a nice spot for a soccer stadium, huh, guys? John, oh, did, hell yeah. John, have you gotten a cold during the recording of this podcast? It's getting worse and worse as I'm sitting here. You were fine started, when you started. I started with a sort of normal voice, and now I can't even open my eyes because I'm just so congested and stuffed up. I sound terrible and I'm sure the listeners are really enjoying hearing what sounds I'm sure like me holding my nose and trying to speak that way. Well, I, you know, I think the listeners know by <laughs> now um, and can appreciate the hustle. Like mm-hmm. we work our asses off. We're, you know, shoulder to the wheel Plow in the field. Bag skate. Just bag skate all the We're time. We're just bag skating. Our We're doing podcast life. herbies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think they probably hear that and go, this guy's just stepping up. And I'm not surprised because I'm listening to the podcast. These guys are badasses. So, yeah, way to go. Okay, we're anyway. an hour in, and we've got a few non-sports things, some quick hits to get to. All right, um, let's do it. Okay, Oscar talk. Did you guys watch the Oscars? No. Yes. Stu, did you like them? Um, let's see. Most of the jokes were good. Some of the jokes were eh. Yeah, totally true. And they overcompensated by having no black people up for awards by presenting all the awards. So then it was just black people <laughs> handing awards. It's like to maybe they won't notice all night. <laughs> it's like no, no, they noticed. Like they noticed <laughs> just black people continuing to give things to white people. That's you overcompensate in a really bad way. Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, 
I have not seen Spotlight, though I want to. Same I have, here. I have not seen The Revenant, and I don't want to. I have no desire to see The Revenant. And I have even less than no desire to see Room. That just sounds like it sounds like a really, really sad version of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> what was the room? Can someone explain the premise of that one? That no, was one of the been, movies. I a guy can't... abducts a lady for like seven years, and she like her and her kid are in a room. That's already more than movie? I've I've purposely not known what it's about because I know it was something tragic involving a child. And I'm a dad, so I'm just like, mm-hmm. get out of my face. I don't even want to see a trailer. I have not even seen the trailer. I will not be watching that movie. No matter how bad that movie was, there's no way it was sadder than Inside Out. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bing Bong, my, John, you going to bring yeah. up Bing Bong right now? Oh, so, my, kids even... past, my kids are past Pixar age now, so I haven't had to watch that 17 times and have it emotionally wreck me like the first 10 minutes of up have forever and ever uh i was more emotionally wrecked by inside out i was also more impressed with the creativity of inside out i thought it was i thought it was a brilliant movie i still don't know where i'm going to put it on the list of animated toy story 3 has always been like my number one i just thought that was about as perfect a, a film as you can get especially animated but inside out was up there for me it may be two Maybe number one. I don't know. It was really, really, really good, and just really inventive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was an interesting concept, which is not true of every Pixar movie. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I love The Incredibles, but the actual concept wasn't really super clever. I mean, it was just well done. Uh, Toy Story three, you know, not really, but Inside Out, just the whole idea around it was uh, tough to top. So I was yep. going to so. I I watched the Oscars, but I didn't see many movies this year. I saw three. I mean, I'm sure I saw more, but there were three of the bigger movies that were um, covered somewhat, at least, in the Oscars, and I want to recommend all of them. Number one, Inside Out, we already talked about it. I think even grown-ups should see that one. It was fantastic. But it will, it will wreck you. It will wreck your insides if you're a parent. There's nothing more... This- not sad... But Stu, I'm I'm gonna try not to get emotional here. But you and I have talked about this before. Of like, your one thing that happens when you become a parent is your desperate need or desire for time to stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a little bit of that in there, which is it's oh, a, Lord, it's a yeah, thing as a parent that you get, and as a non-parent, you're probably like, eh, sorta, I guess. Um. So yeah, so that's one. I saw Mad Max. Did you guys see that? I do want to see that one. I, it was. I did not see that one. It was so great. It was so fun. Um, you know, it's whatever you've heard about it. It's you know, it's basically just a kind of a long chase scene almost or whatever. But uh, it's really, really, really well done. And I just, I just, it was just super fun. Like it was just a fun thing to watch, and it kept my attention. And I, one of the few times, and this is rare, but it's sort of like my barometer nowadays of like I didn't really want to check my phone. Sometimes I'll watch a movie and want to check my phone, but I don't because, like, Danielle's sitting next to me and she's going to yell at me. But this one I didn't even want to. So that kept my attention really, really well. And then the third one is uh, Ex Machina. Have you guys seen that or heard of it? Wasn't it an Ex Machina? Please tell me it's not. It's Ex Machina. 
I thought that was how it was pronounced. Ex Machina? Right. That's how I, I always thought that's how it was pronounced. It could be completely wrong. Ex Machina Island. It's up in it's yeah. up in northern. I always Wisconsin. thought it was Ex Machina. Deuce Ex Machina. But I could Deuce Ex Machina. Sure, yes. I could have I could have gotten to year forty five of my life pronouncing Ex Machina as Ex Machina like a fucking idiot. So I'll say this. I've never said the word out loud in my life. So mm-hmm. you are probably more right than me because I've actually never said it and thought too much about it. <laughs> so uh, so it's probably you. Uh, but that's, it's got Oscar Isaac in it, right? It does. It has Oscar Isaac and it's somewhat of a um, futuristic sci-fi fantasy creepy feel yeah. of AI no, robot no. sort of thing. Not um, to name drop, but John Moe was telling me that that was a movie I had to see. So. Wow! Yeah, well, you're not named. Not the name drop, and then you drop the biggest possible name. It's your coworker, oh, though, so that helps co-worker. a little bit. Yeah, it doesn't, that, that doesn't count. He's a coworker. He's a friend of mine. My colleague, literally at the water. Kind of like you, like you dropping Wade Anderson's. Now that's right. You don't work with him anymore. Oh. Never mind. Wait, for yeah, no, I'm just sad. So X Machina, mm-hmm. X or X Machina, X Machina. <laughs> Let's hedge our bets here. One <laughs> X Mangina, X Mangina was um, one of those movies that I enjoyed at the time and then have not been able to get out of my head since. Like, it just sort of burrowed its way into my brain. Did you guys see Drive a few years ago? Remember that? Ryan Gosling is, like, the driver. Oscar Isaac again. He's also in that, yes. Yes. Um, That was another one that just sort of stuck with me a lot longer than I thought it would when I, I saw it. And I was like, oh, it's good. It's good. And I just sort of kept thinking about it, and I still know exactly what happened in that movie. X Mangina was definitely in that same vein of uh, of just something that you should see, and uh, and it'll stick with you for a while. So I recommend all three of those. Cool. None of them are as good as Boyhood from the year before, but they're still amazing movies. And I hope to see the, some of the other ones. I mean, I, I definitely want to see Spotlight. That's supposed to be great, but. I don't know about the others. I don't think I'm going to see the Batman movie with Ben Affleck. That seems like it's going to be really bad. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to see that. It uh, just looks like it's going to be really bad. I wish I could. St- I wish I still had the time to hate watch things, but I just, I just don't. It's yeah. Would be a fun one. Uh, okay, so that is all for Oscar talk. Unless you guys have anything more to. No, nope. it sounds like no. John, you had an ask supportive. Do you want to get to that now, or do you want to wait till Clarence is back? Uh, that's a tough question because it's an awfully good ask supportive. Trevor, buddy, Rocket, let's do it, and we'll get to Clarence next week for this answer. So, Rocket, who's been on our podcast before, um, you might remember him as the guy who is even possibly too obscene for this podcast. Yes. Like, we we fairly famously will let you say just about anything you want, but Rock's the only guy who's ever been on the podcast where you're like, oh, you can't can't say say that that into a recording device. No. Anyway, so he is now a dad and Mm -hmm. has taken to sending hilarious pictures of his son out, so that's been a good thing. Which is good. When you realize that his son and um, ladies in the audience uh, cross your legs, um, the son was born nine pounds, 12 ounces. <laughs> and with the only child I've ever seen that was born with a mullet, he had so much hair. I mean, that's just, 
Oh, God. So here is, now that Rocket's a dad, he has the following questions for us. Um, number one, and we'll go to Brandon first with this. If you had to pick one of the other sportive hosts to be your father, who would you pick and why? I have to answer this? Yes, you have to answer this. You have to pick one of the three of us to be your dad. <laughs> well, I, I know it, I know who it, my answer is. If it was Clarence, I'd be dead by now. He would have beaten the pulp out of me when I came home with my <laughs> earring or first tattoo or whatever it was. I'd be dead. So I want to stay alive. And I know Clarence is out. I'm going to say Stu and because he's a very easygoing dad who would have been able to teach me all the best rock music as a kid. And I think I would have gotten a lot of play in school if I would have known good music. So my answer is Steve Newman. All right. Stu, your answer. John Marthaler, just because you're just such a teddy bear. Strangely, I mean, that is a compliment. Yeah, I'm going to complete this circle by picking Clarence because I I really feel like I would have enjoyed having a dad who'd spent his entire life driving me around to stuff. <laughs> he is, yes, yeah. And also, I mean, if you if you got the uh, Clarence Swamptown Christmas card, you got to see the fact that his um, his son has the cool hockey hair and is yep. kind of like a got the got the devil may care attitude, so. And I always Sorry. wanted, to, I always wanted to play hockey when I was a kid. We didn't have mm-hmm. hockey, and yeah. had I had Clarence for a dad, we would have had hockey. I was also going to say that one other benefit of having Clarence as your dad is, I hear he's got a garage fridge, which makes it easier <laughs> when you grow up to steal beers. But I also yep. think he may be one of the dads who's counting his beers. Oh, he counts yeah. his beers. He I absolutely counts his beers. And if my parents would have counted their beers, I would have been so fucked. So I'm not sure. Good or bad. You'd right. at least get drunk the one time before he figured it out. Yeah. And murdered you. You'd be dead either way. You'd, I mean, you'd be dead. Yeah. Second question, which is a flip side of the first question. If you had to pick one of the other sportive people as your son, who would you pick? <laughs> this, is so, this is so weird. Uh, John, I'm going to pick you, John. Son, you're a hard worker Why? and you're a nice... You're a nice man, and I would like to have raised Stu. Is, you know, he's just he's he's got a dirty poop mouth, and uh, and Clarence is just is a real wild card. John, you're a good man. You're a good, kind man that I would have been proud to say I raised son. All right, Stu. <laughs> Again, I, I I second Brandon. Just say John Marthaler is just you know. What else could you want in a son? Oh God, I, I would mean, pay. I would give every seriously. red cent I own to if it could guarantee it's that like one Dave of my kids would turn out into you know, sand it off, basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Dave, such a such a sharp edge kind of guy. Oh yeah, not a go along to get along up. kind of guy. He's fucked up, man. <laughs> He's seriously those issues. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, yes, yeah. So those were good questions. They were also a little uncomfortable. Yeah. There's weird. a lot of talking about each other, which is not something that we do very well no. on this podcast. No. 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 Um, we should have said, which one of Gleeman and the Geek would you rather have as a dad and as a son? 
No, I, I'm just going to pass I, on both of them. Yeah, that's... Nope. Yeah, that's, nope. Oof. So, um, okay, so is that... Did he only just have those two, or did he have anything else? Uh, he also had a question that's mostly a slur towards Clarence, and since Clarence isn't here to defend himself, I won't. I won't read that one. Okay, so we'll save that. So, really quick before we sign off, we did a. Um, John asked a question about something going on in popular culture, and we explained it a couple weeks ago. I think the question was about Molly, the drug, right? Yes. So we think that that could be a thing that we do from now on where John being out of the loop or somebody being out of the loop can ask us something and then we'll explain it. The first It's always going to be me out of the loop because I'm out of the loop on everything. Well, maybe typically, but this first, this next one, the second one came actually from Clarence. And he's not here, so hopefully he listens. He was asking in his Twitter feed, he saw a bunch of hubbub, if you will, about something called PFT commenter going to something called Barstool Sports and he had no idea what that meant. So, Stu, I think you can probably help me out here with this. We're talking to Clarence now, who's not here. PFT mm-hmm. Commenter is a writer, an anonymous writer mm-hmm. who's got a really um, big Twitter following, as well as... One he of ri- the best Twitter follows on planet Earth, without question. He is unbelievably funny. And what his yes. shtick is, is he is satirizing the drunken, crazy football racist. fan the racist and the his Home joke his ongoing joke is constantly asking everybody is joe flacco elite because that's like yes. the dumbest question you could possibly continue to ask and he asks everybody all the time so he's uh he's doing satire and he's hilarious so he does just his twitter feed but he also has been writing for sb nation for a long time and it's it really is what what Stu is to twinkie town using his who's your tom hansen is that your Yes. PFT commenter I, uh, is to football, like the 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 satire whatever. Um it's so good. It is it is it is unbelievable. It's it's on par, I would say, with Stu and Tom Hansen for anybody oh, else who's well, listening. Well well past me. So this week he has come out and reported that he is not on, gonna be writing for SP Nation anymore, he's now gonna be writing for Barstool Sports. The Barstool Sports is a kind of dumbass bro website that essentially PFT commenter has been making fun of. So the best way I can explain this is if a year ago, Stephen Colbert uh, retired from comedy central and went to go work for Fox news while playing the same character while playing the exact same character. So this is, it's an odd. And I think that's why people are like, what is this another shtick or is this a bit or whatever else? I don't really know, but that's the explainer of, who PFT commenter is and what my guess is the guy who is behind PFT commenter is getting paid more to do it. And he's basically just taking the money and going wherever he can actually do this for a living. Yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to begrudge him that, but yeah, Barstool sports is a, not a good site at all. And it's, I mean, if, if you like looking at boobs, they got boobs. This is my it's first like time Nick's on Barstool Thursday sports. or something. What is this? It's lowest common denominator, just, you know, horseshit. This? So. What? It's bad. It's bad, John. It's not good. But oh, PFT man. Commenter is good. He's one of the best. He's very good. He's fucking making but fun of Barstool Sports. The people sports. who now go to Barstool Sports aren't necessarily in on the joke. That level of irony isn't necessarily there. So it could be a very interesting failed experiment. But, I mean, as long as the guy who's 
whoever is PFT commenter is getting a paycheck, I'm not going to begrudge him for actually trying to make money writing about sports on the internet, which is really a fucking difficult thing to do. Get money, get paid. You know how we do. Correct. We we Correct. support yeah, that I mean, I, all the time. I mean, I... I mean, if I were, if, if Barstool Sports was to come to me with, I, I have no idea if they have the ability to even pay anybody a decent, you know, living wage. But uh, man, I, I would there would be a, a, a dark night of the soul on this end. I would probably end up taking the money though. I'm who am I kidding here? But uh, well, especially if you're allowed to do what you want to do, like if he's still going to be exactly. But if they want me to write about, you know, hey, here's like the top. 12 moments from the Aaron Andrews hotel video. I'd be like, you know, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I just, it's, it's, it's definitely not a site I'm going to visit, but if, you know, I do like to read PFT commenter stuff. So if you were to provide a link there, I may go to the link to read his thing, but his Twitter feed is fantastic. And I, especially during football season, the, and if you're not familiar with him, his favorite player is Danny Woodhead. His least favorite player is Cam Newton, so he is. It's he's he's perfect. The ability to keep up that character and keep it interesting and fresh every week—it's Colbert-esque. Isn't it's it? that's, why that's a really good comparison. I mean, you look at the what's the other dad boner that Twitter feed for a while was great, but you just—it's almost impossible kind of, to keep something possible to keep that up. And and he's done it. He's he's he really is fantastic as a writer. So so that's that um, <laughs> question two of Sport of Explained. So if you have any questions for us of like what is what does this mean or uh, we'll we'll work on it. We may not know it, but I'll do some research and figure it out. So that's that. And no matter what your question is, if if you're a little bit embarrassed about not being up on something. Rest assured that I also have no idea what's th- what you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, you can DM if you're super, but I mean, if you're, you know, really sensitive, mm-hmm. but really, John is going to not even understand what the term is in general. So, in general, I have no clue about anything. You mentioned that you know, like, three, the most up on pop culture is you know, like, three Taylor Swift songs, like the yeah. names of the songs. Well, I was starting to think about, well, what's the components of pop culture? There's movies. I think I saw two movies all of last year. Mm-hmm. There's music. And I was trying to think about, well, who is popular now? And I know Taylor Swift is popular, but in general, I can't identify any Taylor Swift songs. And beyond Taylor Swift, I couldn't think of one artist that I could guarantee was still popular. Wow. Like, wow. who is... Other than Taylor Swift, who's the most popular musical artist? Adele. Adele. I think I can probably identify four Adele songs. That's pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad. Well, not she too only bad. has two. There's the slow one and there's the fast one. Yep. And then there's the old one. The old, the slow, old one, slow one. And then the old just okay yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. There might be a mid-tempo one in there. Too, All right. But... Beyond Adele, who's the third most popular? Kanye. Yep. I don't know any Kanye songs. What? At all? I doubt it. Holy fucking shit. The Gold Digger? You don't know the Gold Digger song? Oh, I do know that. All right, I know Kanye songs. He gives you the money. That's what she needs. Jesus Walks? No. Through the Wire? No. Stronger? Power? Oh, well, forget it. This is this is not a fun game yeah. at all. Yeah, no. You're going to go deeper and deeper cuts in the hopes that I know one of them? <laughs> Maybe he knows Black Skinhead. He might know that one. 
Yeah, blood on the leaves. You know, blood on the leaves. No. Oh, okay. Well, we'll just go over the rest of his catalog for the next twenty minutes. Does that sound good? Yep. Go ahead and read every song that Kanye ever recorded. <laughs> skit number one. What about skit number one? You remember that one? <laughs> Intro. Uh, I want to be clear to the listeners who are like, "Oh, John's white. He just loves country music." I also don't know any country music songs. I couldn't tell you the most. Is Luke Bryan a popular country singer right now, or is he just like used to be? You know, we yeah. could play we could play a game called Country Music Superstar or Professional Wrestler, and I would be over thirty five. Country Music Superstar or like Governor. Yep. Yeah, I yeah. Yeah, Young Metro doesn't trust any of them. Stu, Stu, I'm going to that Young Metro joke. Stu, we, might be next week. But it's uh, would you explain that joke to me? That can be the part. That can be this <laughs> week. It's, it's a Kanye reference. Yeah, that's your yeah. second time trying it. I tried it. Almost almost got it to work. But... Well, I'll keep fucking that chicken, Stu. <laughs> I'm going to keep fucking that chicken. <laughs> Did we ever get to the bottom of why that guy said that? <laughs> no. So if anybody didn't realize it, that was uh, another old joke. We're trying to get better at these jokes that nobody understands we're talking about. It's an old internet, uh, some newscaster, somebody said something, and he just went, keep fucking that chicken. Anyway, let's go to weather. Like like the 4 o'clock Channel 11 news that's on before Jeopardy, there's like a New York City version of that, and I think it was like that type of thing. The just, guy looked like American Dad, the cartoon, mm-hmm. and just this big face, like Mitt Romney-looking guy, and keep fucking that chicken. On to sports. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? So I'm guessing you meant to say plucking that chicken. I don't know what that – I still don't even know what that term is. But it wasn't even in the context. It wasn't like the story was about chickens and you meant to say <laughs> you're plucking that chicken. It just came out of nowhere. I, I was just trying to think, like, what – if – Keep plucking that chicken was like some sort of term, but that I'm just trying to think of what that could possibly mean. Of like, what is keep working hard? And no, I don't know. Just keep fucking that it, chicken is the only advice I can give to anybody. I might be the only. <laughs> I might be the only person who remembers this, but uh, a couple of years ago, Tim Pawlenty did the let's play th- the hockey thing at a wild game, and he must have just been going. Over in his mind a million times, all right, don't say the F word, don't say the F word, don't say the F word. <laughs> and when he came time to say, hey, Wild fans, it's time to drop the puck, guess what he said instead of puck? Ball? Um, abortion? <laughs> uh, campaign? <laughs> anyway, it must have been, been that same kind of thing for that newscaster. It's like, all right, don't say it, don't say this, don't say this, and then just automatically slips out of your mouth. Anyway, better than Adrian time, Peterson. The time Tim Palanti swore at a wild game. Poor Tim. Poor poor Tim. Uh, that's all I got, guys. I'm out of words. I'm gonna go and oh, die. Out of of just so, uh, yeah, maybe. John, go do that thing where you pour a bunch of water up your nose. Get that natty pot fired up, buddy. Yep. Oh. Yeah. I think I'm just going to go sleep on top of a humidifier. Smart, smart. That is smart. Okay, that's it. Uh, Thanks for listening. Send in some questions if you have them. We love you. We miss you, and we'll see you very soon. Goodbye. I'm going to shoot you. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 